Hello and welcome to Raw and Real. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being here. Myself, Billy Lufang from London and Tyrell Refsum from Oslo, Norway are here to make a difference. Our objective is to inspire you and to remind you of your brilliance and possibilities in all areas of your life. We're ready to take you on a raw and real journey. So let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome back to a raw and real conversation with myself, Tyrell and Billy. We are here today to chat about love, relationships, and everything in between there. So hello, dear Billy. Hi, Tyrell. Looking forward to this week. It's on relationships. This is going to be an interesting one, isn't it, for everyone to hear? This is my favorite theme. This is, this is it. So this is, goes for relationship with ourselves, you know, with the world, everything. I have a big question for you. What is love for you what is love love for me is to feel that sovereignty in myself that i am not lacking or without or incomplete i am completely connected with all that is which is this one mind divine mind intelligence i call it and anything over and above that is is a bonus it's an extra So it's the sovereignty within myself. It's a very, it's a peaceful, content feeling. It's just beautiful. Everywhere I look, everything I touch, every communication is infused with this sense of peace and just joy. It's really, really beautiful. What's... So yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> There we go. We can finish now. <laughs> I can just right, listen download. Have a good day. <laughs> Can I ask you the same question? Yeah, because uh, this is actually, this theme we chose to talk about is relationship, but the word love has to come because it's the same. Like what is relationships without love? I feel like many relationships are completely without love and we have all forgotten about love and we try to have relationships, we seek relationships, we want relationship, we want so many things and then we have stopped practicing loving, you know? And when we love ourselves and get into the habit of going in, the relationship part is so much easier. And love for me is uh, being at home. I feel like love is a very natural state that we all have access to 100% of the time. That is where we belong, where we can really feel creative and we have trust, you know, all these great human qualities flows naturally in that state so that is our most natural thing that is uh, like breathing so I'm, I'm not feeling love it's like I'm just being me I'm just relaxed it's a very simple thing and yet the most powerful thing so Billy you have a beautiful relationship with your husband I do I do so how did you get there in fact I, I almost forgotten I would love love to dedicate from my side this this raw and real conversation to my darling darling husband because I haven't seen him now it's coming up to eight weeks we were expected to be separate for two 
and it's now eight and we are more in love and more connected than anything. And I want to remind anyone that's listening that maybe has whoever it is in their life that's not around that time and space cannot separate love. Time and space cannot impact the experience of love. It's really, really beautiful. So how did we get here? First, I made a commitment to myself and very late in life, but I realized I was so busy being addicted to falling in love, the, the chemical reaction of this idea of falling in love, which is teenage stuff really, that I didn't really understand the full capacity of love. And I was terrified to, to be with a human being in, a, in the full expression and essence of, of a mature relationship. So I made the commitment to myself that I was going to commit to loving me, to not betraying myself, to not be playing around at a mature age like a kid in terms of love, to stop the illusions, the dramas, the nonsense, and to really just to commit and go for that which terrified me the most, which, well, you know, my brain would say, oh, it's going to be boring. Oh, but marriage is boring. People are boring, 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 all of this stuff, you know, but my heart wanted that. And also I would say honesty, from the get-go, when we began, it took us three months before we arrived together, but that I could not compromise on truth and honesty. And I made that very clear, that I had very serious boundaries around truth and honesty and loyalty, and that I could bring that to the table in the relationship. And I welcomed them to do the same. So my husband, of course, did. And we had our little silly stuff for about three months, kid stuff, which we played out like two kids. It was hilarious. But we kind of knew, I think we played it out because we knew this was serious and we knew this was a commitment and we knew we had to both grow up and uh, really grow up because there's grown up getting things done in the world, but growing up emotionally. So that's how I, we created it. We, we made a, a vow together. It doesn't, it's not one-sided, is it? We made a vow together. So I want to ask um, you, Tyrrell, because you're in a beautiful relationship as well. So how, how did you, hmm, what did you have to face inside of yourself to, to allow yourself to be loved and to love? Oh, that, that, is, that was my biggest fear was to say yes to another person. I, I had a, it was a point in life I was like, it's never going to happen. It's not going to work. I cannot commit to a man. Like, it will never work. It was such a subtle weed. Everybody was like, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just, it just feels like I'm drowning. It feels like I am locked down. It feels like I'm... Somebody tries to eat me up. I feel like I'm in a prison. All these feelings came up and I'm like, oh, no, I want to be free. I want to be free. So that's why I said no to everybody. Like I never said yes to anybody. Really. So then Christopher came along. (laughs) (laughs) And he's a tall, big guy, you know. I'm like, okay, it's time. I knew that like inside. Be palm. It's time. I hated it because I knew that I was not going to face him. It was me. It's like 26 years of hiding from my heart. I would say that was, that was it. 
had to bring a lot of patience to the table. Really, it was, um, I wanted to get the fear away, but I had to face it again and again and again. I was drowning. It felt like I was drowning. The more I said yes, the more I wanted to run away. I had 10,000 suggestions from my mind every day in the first year why I should leave. Get out, get out, get out, get out. I couldn't get out. It was like I tried always, but... Somehow my heart or soul or something dragged me back in. And I couldn't, I don't know exactly what happened, but it kind of evaporated after facing the drowning feeling. And I said, yes, 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 again and again and again. Suddenly it just was gone. And I was like, huh, what was the problem? And then Christopher is there as normal, like, yes, I'm here. So... Love turned out to be extremely simple, so available and so silent and quiet and tremendously beautiful, but in a peaceful way. I was um, almost like shocked how simple it was when, when, uh, and it was not like being in a prison. It was not like drowning. It was the opposite. And that is like, the key, I feel, to go through that when you really know, oh, this, this is exciting because I have a question that I want to ask you. How do you know you're with the right person? Mm, that's a great question, isn't it? Is it? Like, is it worth to go through the drowning with this person? That was my question. No, I don't want to do it with him, with him, with him. When is it time to go through the shit, you know? When is, when is it worth it? When do you know? It's yeah. him. <laughs> That's a great question because as women as well and strong women, which we both are, we can be quite scary for men, I imagine. I've been told, I'm sure you have had similar, similar things. The one. We, um, it's, it, it feels like an internal commitment because in all my relationships, I would, be, I would say to them, oh, we're going to be together for 2.2 years. Oh, we're going to be together for 3.3 months. And they'll be like, what, what are you talking about? And it's like I actually just knew. I could see these future timelines. And I had no emotional connection to them, really. I was like a little, little mini weird robot. You know, 3.3 years and da-da-da-da-da-da. So it felt like the difference for me was I didn't, there was no commitment, as I said, no commitment to me, no interest to, to be settling down, to be married, to have children. I never had that interest. I was interested in who, who am I? Who, what am I here to do? What's my potential as a human being? What's going on? I'm not going to copy what everyone else is doing. I've got to figure this stuff out my way. The one, for me, there are many ones, and sorry, darling, if you're listening, but <laughs> you might not like this. I, you know, we're, this concept of soulmates is everywhere because it's a journey, isn't there? So even your, your relationships you had, Tyrrell, you learn something about yourself. And then we get to stay there too long, and then we beat ourselves up, then we finally go, and we go through all these amateur dramatics. But we're still learning, and I believe everyone that comes into our life at any level, especially intimate, is there to assist us in that learning. There seems to be a quiet understanding internally that this is not the one, the one you're going to journey with. But we've got to remember, not everyone listening is interested in the one either. You know, some people like to remain very open and, um, 
they have different kinds of ways of relating with each other, especially nowadays people are changing. So I, I guess our concept as well for us of the one is probably maybe not the one for everyone listening. However, when you look around the world, most people do get together, don't they, on some level or another. For me, it, my when I met Horgan, uh, just to, to try to get, it's not, it's not a one answer, is it? Who is the one? My heart made the decision, not my mind. And when I look back at my relationships, my mind was persuading me to stay when it didn't feel right to stay and it felt like a short time thing. My mind said, you're committed, you live together, you should do this, you should do this. You should. And it wasn't resonating and I couldn't communicate that well with myself or them. But when I met Horgan, it felt like we sat at a table and we met in Oslo on um, Torgata in a, the Mexican restaurant there. And I was a vegetarian at the time. It stank. I was really angry that he should even suggest a horrible place for a meeting. So my mind and fear was already there starting to dislike him, so to speak, you know, trying to find something wrong. But when he walked in, it felt like my heart jumped out of my body and his heart jumped out and they were sort of on the side just just like two puppies, you know, when you see puppies playing or two dogs that haven't seen each other for a while and they just jump and jump and jump and jump. It was like that. But my personality was like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. Let's see about this, really. I was rude. I was sarcastic. I was bitchy. I was, he was sort of mature and all sensible. And he was scary. He was like a man. And my feeling was, ooh, this is a man. So the difference, I would say, is your body. Your body knows. Your body knows. Like you said, Tyrrell, there's just this, something's happening and you're trying to fight. You're looking for all the exit doors, but you're still there. And you go back through the exit doors. Come on, I'm going to go around. I'm going to go. But you're still physically there. And you surrender to that or you run. And I feel like all the other relationships I could manipulate, I could control, they were kind of scared of me energetically. So there was no real harmony. Um, and in my relationship with Horgan, we're basically two, we are two whole people in a relationship creating a third thing. So I believe that you know, sorry, long, long answer to long answer to a short question. From my experience, my body knew my heart knew. I had no control of that feeling. I could either honor it or run away from it. And for me, it was, you know, at time, my forties, it was definitely time to honor it because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be one of those crazy ladies running around, you know, <laughs> having a 20 year old guys. It was just, oh, it was just horrible to think about the future of non-committing by then. I've got a question for you, Tyrrell. Go for it. Ah, question for you is, how do you know you're loved in your relationship? What does that, that reminds that express me, itself? That hmm. reminds me of the last conversation we had. On the, on the end, we talked about how do you receive love? Hmm. Um, so if, if I, to be able to know love, I kind of have to be still and quite present. If I'm super busy, I don't know if there's love or not. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> if I'm very much in the mind and stressed and, you know, in my old pattern, going, 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 mm. I don't know if there's any love here. It's a really sad state. I know that place very well. Mm. So every day I choose to stop and just be. And then there's plenty of love. I created this with Chris, you know, and there's so much love here and it's all in all its simplicity. It shows itself in Molly, our kid, in our animals. They show us completely if there is harmony and love here. I can feel it in the voices of each other if there is love. How we talk about things, not the content, but how we talk the tone, the quality of the touching, like if we even feel each other touching. All these very subtle, beautiful, simple things are how, that's how I know if there's love. It's like this, um, we are plugged on. And that's first presence and honoring each other and respecting each other's boundaries and all of these these, um, elements comes in when I'm present really in in my heart and I feel like oh I respect that it can be super dirty everywhere and I still feel calm and love that's like oh I know there's love here if I'm like be calm Chris you got to clean up and I feel (laughs) like I am just this sad mummy you know then I was like "Mm, it's not so much love here now it's more about the outer world that it should be clean it should be like this it should be like that's a sign it's not it's not really nice but when I'm content inside I don't really care about the external how it looks what happens I'm just plugged in and then there's plenty of love going in and out in and out all the time everywhere with the animals with him it's just this dance a really timeless dance Um, um. okay so this is um, something that I have had on my mind for for many years like okay how do we Okay, I, I had this feeling a couple of three years ago. I was like, I really want to find the one. How do we get there? What What is your tips if to the people out there who feels like they are ready to commit to one person? Um, how do we start on that journey? Mm. I love this question because as a co-creator with amazing, powerful women. This is a huge one, isn't it? Firstly, I'm going to say the word bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Bullshit. I hope you're listening because one of the things you said there is when they say they're ready for the one bullshit, bullshit. And it's my job on every level to sniff out bullshit, which I can see 10 meters away, if not more, actually great distances away. Because what we're really saying, oh, when it's, I want somebody, I'm more lonely, bring someone in my life, I'm ready to commit, da, da, da. we haven't even committed to ourselves. Excuse me if the level of tone's gone up here, but I'm very passionate about this because I've seen my own bullshit 
And I feel like an expert on love because I was an absolute disaster on every level. I had no idea what I was running around for, what I was doing. It was all disguised as I want love. It was bullshit. I was controlling, manipulating, self-hating, pretending it was all pretty and cool. It was bullshit. So I see this way too often. Um, those that want love, you know, you have to, and this is not a theory, this is a reality, fall in love with you. How do you do that? Well, if you're already saying, I want love, I want something out there, I'm lonely, you're already in lack. Your energy is in lack. Your vibration is low. You're in lack. You're looking externally like we do in life in other areas to pull something in to make you happy. Well, I'm telling you, if you do that, when you get there, that happy is going to be a nightmare because that person that's coming in is going to actually be reflecting. He or she is going to look very different. Oh, yes, they got this. They got that. They're so athletic. They're not lazy. Oh, they're this and they're so ambitious. And he's a lawyer and he's a doctor. And oh, this is great. And she's amazing. And she's bullshit. Energetically, they're going to resonate exactly you. They're going to resonate your light. They're going to resonate your power and your weakness. And it's going to be a nightmare because you're going to be forced to grow up. So if you're going into that relationship from lack and come on, we all do it. We're humans. That's how we, that's how we learn, right? That's how we experience. We get in it. We go, Oh, I won't do that again. And we cry, we run away and we, it goes on and on and on. But it, it is that commitment. I don't care how old you are. I've worked with some very young people and some people, mature people, I won't say old because I don't like to think of myself as old yet, but some mature people. And it's, it's the same around the board. Don't believe that because older people they know or younger people, they, it's it, bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, how long can I stay on this bullshit subject? But it, it's, you must have a, look, have a look in the mirror. It's urgent. It's urgent. Take a piece of paper, write a list, write down all these things you, you believe this other person is going to give you. And then start to give that to yourself. Fall in love with you. Because when you raise your energy by falling in love with you, you're like a magnet. Remember we talked about the butterfly in the garden. You become the butterfly, all this needing. And also when you become the butterfly, don't fall for what most people fall for. Whereas, oh, there's tons of butterflies here. I'll try them all out. Be selective with your butterfly. As they say, there's lots of mackerel in the sea, but there are very few salmons. You know, this is about an energy resonance. And when you call somebody in, if you're in a relationship and it's tough, look at where you can grow in that. Stop pointing the fingers at them. Everything you say to your partner, oh, he's this, she's this, it's you. You're just describing yourself. So again, it is really the, the resonation with oneself. Why does Tyrrell experience love in everything? Or at least, you know, when she's not in her mind in everything, why do I experience love? Uh, if my husband's around and I'm not being impatient with him, I, I've lost that sense of love. As, as Tyrrell described, it's gone because you're, your brain's going, oh, he hasn't, he's a, I'm already ready at the door and he's not ready yet. And it's all just bullshit. This doesn't happen often with us, but it's, I've got these niggly little old, old lady habits and they're annoying so regardless someone in your, in your life or not, please don't run out there looking, projecting all your bullshit on other people <laughs> because that's what you're going to get. When they come in, it's going to look nice. You can tell your friends. You can Instagram about it, Facebook about it. Oh, I'm in a relationship. This is great. Bullshit. If you have not really faced your own bullshit, you're going to bring double bullshit in. Okay, I hope that got the message there on the bullshit. I can't say it enough. 
please take a look at yourselves, give yourselves what you need prior to looking for someone else to give it to you. They won't. They won't be able to because people will treat you as you treat yourself. And if you're in lack, you'll bring in lack. Whew, okay. Tyrell, I got hey, bullshit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell? What's that smell? What's that smell? Bullshit. <laughs> I'll rather say BS. <laughs> BS. Okay, Tyrell's going to say BS. I'm going to say bullshit. I'm going to say... I say for your farm. Oh, yeah, she finds a good one. That's swearing, by the way, should know any English listeners. That's swearing. Fifan is swearing. Hmm. But you. Okay. <laughs> My question for Till is hmm. Oh, congratulations, by the way. Just one year for the second uh, Oslo Raw that's over. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. So anyone that's listening, get to Oslo Raw. This little, this little info commercial from Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Oslo Roar, get to Oslo Roar, both of them. One is in Adam Stewart and the other one's in Frogner. So yeah. go check them out. And amazing. I always describe Tyrell's companies as temples, temples of light. It looks like a, a shop where you go to buy cakes and food and nourishing things, but it's they're a temple of light. Her books are also temples of light. So anyway. So Tyrell, question, temples of light. Love, relationships. We're doing relationships, aren't we? I've got um, relationships. What, in your worst relationship, for example, the one where, you know, we've got, we've got a little chart, haven't we? And we can look back. What would you say when you were in the relationship where you obviously wasn't taking care of yourself, boundaries, what were you refusing to learn about yourself? in there or maybe you were pointing fingers like I was just describing in my bullshit story what what was your thing if you look back what were you refusing to learn because we can very easily say it's all about them they did this they did that what were you refusing to learn I had the habit of putting my truth outside of myself they tell me how I am they tell me where I'm going if I have a question they have the answer so I was learning that I needed to trust myself. I had no idea how much I listened to uh, this particular person that pops up now. It was a very, I completely forgot what I wanted, what I felt. This is actually going for all the relationships when I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually a theme, isn't there, running through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they tell me, for example, you are very closed heart. You don't... You don't really tell me what you feel at all. You are completely closed. That was like truth for me. I was like, okay, so I don't. So I have to stay and I have to work on that Mm. here. Mm. Even though my heart said, I feel completely open. I know I just don't want to be with you. Mm. Like, (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) that was what I felt. Really simple. But I want to grow. I want to learn. So I was kind of bringing my... they they were the guides you know they knew put them high up on the pedestal and they knew the truth and all I needed to do was to go because relationships that's where you learn so stay there that was the mantra like stay there and learn stay and learn and they know they will show you everything I wasn't looking in the mirror and asking myself what the fuck is going on why am I not happy (gasps) she just swore 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> not just nice all the time. <laughs> I love, I love when Tyrrell swears. It's, it's my happiest moment. When she does crazy. Real F words. I love wild. <laughs> wild. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm experiencing all the time to trust myself instead of listening to the others. Mm. That I like for my whole life, I've been so into others' opinions and truths. I don't know where it started, but I completely lost my sense of direction and guidance and knowing because I um, felt like, yeah, they must know. And also, this men thing men know, men are powerful, men know best. Who am I? I'm just a little girl. <laughs> you know, this idea which is completely false. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, facing. Uh, we we know where that starts, don't we? You know, well, we don't know exactly, but it starts very early. There, I just want to say before any more questions, you know, to the women that are listening that are in relationships where you've gone in feeling very insecure, you need to attract someone that's going to amplify that insecurity. And if you're in that, you know, start asking questions, start communicating with them, start bringing your voice forward and, and just saying, trying to express. Now, if you're scared to express yourself within a relationship, this is a problem. You're in the wrong relationship because you're scared to express yourself with yourself and thus speaking anything out is going to have a, there's going to be a reaction. Well, hold on. Why do we stay in relationships much longer than we need to of fear of a reaction and, be, and, be, and stay miserable? There is really no need. You do not have to stay in any relationship where you feel undermined or where you, where you feel threatened or frightened in any way and haven't experienced those kinds of relationships from a very young age, similar to Tyrrell. They know best. I should learn. I should learn. I should learn. I should learn. Abusive relationships, psychologically abusive, physically abusive, all kinds I went through. Wouldn't change a thing. Just don't, you know, just want you to hear that. Wouldn't change a thing. That's how I grew. However, I went through the experiences to grow, to, to become aware of who I was, but I didn't have to keep repeating them. Just know that. But there was one point I remember, I would always say whenever they said, oh, you're this, Billy, you're that, you're this, you're this. I would like Tira would think, yeah, they're right. I'm an asshole. I'm full of BS and I'm an asshole. I need to try better. I need to do better. And one day I remember, I remember the moment going, hold on, how much more do I need to learn? Because I would convince myself, I need, you need to stay here, you're learning. You need to learn, you need to learn, you need to learn. But all I was doing really was repeating. So I wasn't learning. So I figured from there, okay, we're going to stop this. We're going to have some quiet time alone, some nice celibate time too, and um, be alone. And then there'd be a voice, well, hold on, if you're alone, then you can't learn. You've got to be in a relationship to learn. It's like, oh, I'm a bit confused. But what felt right, as, as Tyrrell was saying, you've got to go with what feels right. And you knew, Tyrrell, you just didn't want to be in that relationship, you know. You didn't want to stay. It didn't feel right. It felt a little maybe abusive in some way. And you were not taking good care of yourself. So anyone listening, please take good care of yourself when it comes that, to this. That comes back to what we talked about last week about death and letting go because I uh, in this relationship that I didn't want to be in. I was like, oh, but the, no one else, no one else out there. This is the only chance I get. And that, like, 
there's there's just one this is it it has to be it because I don't want to risk being alone Mm. and we talked about that you know when you let go there's like plenty of men raining in (laughs) like when I had the I doubted that but no I had the mantra there's plenty of men (laughs) it's raining men hallelujah Sorry, honey. It's not bad. Not not for us. There's only one. That's you. Yeah. Thank for the ladies out there. <laughs> yeah, and there are plenty of men and women. Like even better comes along. And then when I really when I met Chris, I was like, but now I really wanted to be him. And I, and I talked to you, Billy. I'm like, but what if it's not him? <laughs> and, then, and then you said, then some something even better will come along. But it didn't, like, Chris is the best. I stayed. (laughs) But, you know, they will always be better and better and better. And as long as we stay true to our hearts, like, if we really seek what's best for us, we get just better and better. And there are plenty out there. It's not like one chance to be fearful of losing. Absolutely. Absolutely. We did talk about this last week, didn't we? Relationships. We finished on. did Did you complete your promise? That we made at the end of last week. To be present. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I, your, yours was to be present. What else was in there? That was the essence of it, to be still and actually just see what was there, what is there. Mm. Because it's always there. How did that go? It stayed with me, really. Um, I practiced a lot of breathing this week because I could feel how I'm forgot to breathe actually because I'm excited about stuff and I am running around you know have 10,000 things to do and I want to do and I my my breath is like (laughs) (laughs) and I I noticed that and I was like no breathe and then I got I felt such a presence and I noticed all of my dreams has come true up to now like I just had to be present I was like (laughs) Everything I desired up till now has come true. My mind goes for next project, next thing, next thing. But when the fuck am I going to enjoy this? And the presence and the breath has been with me all week now to calm down and look at what is. And that is how I feel like our the relationship. Now I want to talk about how do we live in as per se like we are in the relationship now that we love and maybe you're listening and you really feel like you are with somebody you really love how do we stay balanced there how do we grow in love how do we enhance what we love it's not like oh check love it's like <laughs> an endless um, exploration of the depths of our own love the love we co-create and the love in the home so how do we balance um, that? There are two questions. Uh, how do we make sure that we stay on track on love, even though we know we are in a really good relationship? How do we stay on the love train and keep exploring the new, even though it's really comfortable, everything is really nice? How is the motivation to go deeper? Mm, great question. My husband is an expert at this. 
I, my husband is like the constant gardener of our relationship because anyway, let's, let's not talk about me, 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 but I just want to say that he's a constant gardener because I, I feel so connected to source, to love, to everything over and above my physical body. I don't have the regular sense of need, like, oh, I miss you, I need you. I touch him all the time. I kiss him all the time. I love him all the time, whether he's here or not. So I feel like that's that's just going on. But he reminds me of the physical connection, like the the, the stopping taking my head away, away from the screen, being present, sitting down, taking a tea, having the conversation. So he's the constant gardener of our love. One of you in the relationship will need to be the con- a, a gardener. Ideally, both of you are the gardeners of your love, but it, it normally ends up being one. And what I mean by that is there's one person that can hold the physical material embodiment of that loving relationship. I hold the third energy level of the loving relationship that we have. So I hold it more like heavenly. He holds it more like on the earth in the grounded way. And combined, it works very beautifully. The communication, remember first, there's communication with yourself. Secondly, the communication between you. I am astounded in 2020 how many people in relationships are actually fearful of speaking to to each anything to each other or they'll say oh well I didn't really want to mention it and you're like how long have you been in this relationship now I know we've all done that right we've all been there we did because we didn't know how to communicate with ourselves but there needs you can begin right now today sit down have a, a communication that that's different from a conversation it is expressing what you love in the relationship or what you love about the person or yourself and them expressing that back. This is a really good way to start because you're going to find out how well or not well you're communicating in the relationship. Now, if you've entered a relationship, you've been in there for a few years or it's new and you're unable to have a raw and real conversation, (laughs) what the... bleep 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 that is worrying for the the future of in yourself and for the relationship that's a bit of a red bell isn't it red signal that says come on communication here needs to be looked at because otherwise you're in your mind living in your mind assuming he did this because of this she did this because of this oh I can hide this from my partner they won't they won't know oh I can look over here at other men or women they won't know all these lies going on within relationships that is to take so much away from yourself your self-respect your honesty your boundaries I know what it is to be a liar and a cheat and unfaithful and a controller I know and it's really painful and do you got to ask yourself, if you cannot communicate that with yourself in all honesty, how are you going to enter great communication with another human being on the planet with whom you may have children, with whom you may grow old, but never know who they are? So I don't know if I've answered the question. Just begin a conversation and firstly with yourself in the mirror and get the courage and the guts to be like, okay, I've got to... I'm going to ask those questions. I may not want to hear the answer to, but I'm going to ask. Hmm. So, Tiro, I'm going to have. Well, give you one more question. The last one. Yeah, the last question now, because we're coming to the end. We're going to try to keep this 
within, well, it's gone over 40, but the last question, here we go, for our listeners, what can we ask you that will assist them? Um, and let's just feel into them now. Okay, so I guess they're listening and probably some will be thinking or feeling, oh, it's right for you, yeah, you're in nice relationships, that's great, da 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 but you've probably heard this was not an easy journey to arrive to, yeah? Probably, I know Tyrrell pretty well, probably the hardest journey of her life and certainly the hardest of mine. So this is not something that happens overnight, but it's a possibility. So Tyrrell, I would say, what can you tell our listeners? And I'm feeling the people that have struggled like we have in love, they've, they've, done all the lying or the cheating or the confusion or the playing themselves small or the self-hating. What advice could you give the women particularly, the young women of today, I would say, actually all women, about where to begin? Where to begin today in terms of loving relationships, where they can begin, whether that's internal or external? What can they do? First of all, we don't have to be any better to fix anything, to be smarter, to be more perfect, to be skinnier, to be prettier, to be stronger in any fucking way. We think we have to be, improve ourselves to be worthy of a man or a, or a really good relationship. We can be as weak and sobbing and fucked up and imperfect and have the most fantastic relationship. But to be real to be honest and to be 100% committed to accept our worthiness because that is undiscussable. It's, it's like a diamond. We are amazing no matter how we look, no matter what we do, no matter how shitty we feel. We are just as worthy. And from that acceptance of our beauty, and our soul, you know, on that core level, we can go how far we want in the mo- and create beautiful relationships. But it's so important to not feel that we have to improve or be any better or fix anything to be worthy of love because we have already arrived. And from the most imperfect, fucked up states inside, we can actually create something beautiful. As long as we remember how amazing we are and that we are worthy, no matter what's happening. Because then we attract that pureness, you know. It may look like a nightmare, but if the core is clear, you cannot go wrong it will shine through. So you are perfect right here and right now. You don't have to do anything. Just be yourself. Wow. I was almost crying there, Tyrrell. I felt the tears welling up. That was so beautiful and so powerful and so heartfelt. And I hope that the people listening heard that. I would like to, I'm going to end myself here by just um, saying, and you know, bringing in the person that can hold you whoever you are, wherever you are, that can love you. So I thank my dear husband, Horgan Hogranigan, for being the constant gardener of our love for today and evermore. And I wish the listeners well. So that's goodbye from me. And are you going to dedicate to anyone, Timo? <laughs> I have a lovely surprise. We're getting married. 
<laughs> in July. Yes. But it was nice to share. I've been through so much hell, so I feel like... <laughs> so you're going to commit your heart and soul, finally. And freedom is not lost. There isn't a prison. It's not like drowning. It's the opposite. It's like flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. So congratulations. And anybody listening, just remember, you know, whether it doesn't matter how they do it, right? Whether it's marriage or sambua or the commitment it's so beautiful it really puts the a beautiful frame that like it symbolizes the um, what we what we create is like it's like putting a crown to it it's do you have anything to say to your man your husband to be i love you Thank you so much. You know that. Wow. wow. So that's us until next week on Roar and Real. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Tyrell, for almost making me cry. No. Well, that's what I do. That's me. <laughs> thank you so much for listening and see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Raw and Real. We hope that you will be tuning in next week, same time, same place.